Thank you for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. Amen. All right. I got a word. And I don't feel like it's like accident. Like I, I got 40 minutes, 39 minutes and 53 seconds. And I'm about to give you everything I got. This is the everything I got foot. It's just because I feel like God's given me a prophetic word for everybody that would be here today. So I don't, I don't care like how much traffic you had to wait in and, and, and the, the, the enemy's attacks that came at you all week trying to get you to feel like it wasn't enough for you to be here. I'm just telling you, all of us pressed our way to get here. At 2.30 in the morning yesterday, my son MJ is in our bed and he had a fever that was over 102 degrees. And me and my wife been up all night. I want you to realize why this is so important is because the enemy tried to stop me from being here today. But God wanted all of us to know that for 2019, as we stand at the precipice of another year, that God wanted to come and give me, give you this prophetic statement. And I want you to write it down. This is the title of my message today. The pace has changed. Like just, just write that down. The pace has changed. And as I begin to look at this, this message has been stirring in me for a few months and I did an adaption of it a few months ago back at our church in a series we called Recalculating. But God's been working in me that, Mike, I'm trying to do something different. I, want, I don't want this year to look like all the other years that you shouted a cliche and it looked the same. You know, this is the time where we start making up rhymes for 2019 and I don't even got none for 2019. What rhymes with 19? Like, but... But God's taking me to a new heightening in 2009. That's stupid. But you know what I'm saying? We start yelling cliches, but nothing changes. And and I really believe that God wants something to change. And, And he told me, he said, the pace has changed. And I said, what do you mean the pace has changed? He said, let me explain it to you. Um, earlier in this year, I know you guys did a series at Embassy called um, The Culture of Walking. And back home, we did one called Stride. And God said, I- I'm trying to change the pace in people's life. But you have to realize pace has to be set. And, and I don't want everybody to do something with me. Everybody, clap with me. Come on. Everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> everybody, clap your hands. Speed it up. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, stop. Now, the crazy thing about all of us clapping is all of us were clapping in unity, but the only reason we could clap in unity is because somebody set the pace. The pace wasn't fast or slow. It was slower at one moment and it was faster at another moment. But the thing that you had to know is the pace was set. God said that this next season is not going to be about what you do. It's going to be following what I set for you. And the problem with so many of us is we're trying to set the pace for our own life. We're making plans outside of the pace that God has set. And what happens is we begin to get frustrated and blame God for what didn't happen in a season where we set the pace and he was nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah, I'm coming for you this morning. Some of y'all, this is my year for relationship. Did you set that pace or did God set that pace? Well, this is the year I'm going out. I'm stepping out in my business. Did you set that pace? Or did God set that pace? I'm leaving everybody. I'm leaving my church. I'm leaving my city. I'm leaving everything. Did you set that pace? Because any pace that we set outside of God, we have to sustain it until he gets there. 
And the reason why so many of us have been burnt out, falling into past sins, going through all of these motions is because we're in a place where God's presence is not at. And then we blame him at the end of the year like this. That's why everybody posting right now. This is the year. I can't wait for this year to be over. I just believe in God for new things in 2019. Like, and, and, and we do all of that every year. But it might be because at this point of the year, we start making resolutions and goals that we never consulted God about. And so as we, as we cross over, I just want to let you know the pace has changed. But the pace has to be set by the one who knows the plan. And so I just want us to just get a, just a big caution sign as we're in the last Sunday of 2018 that we would not plan our year without him. That you would not make your resolutions and make your, your, your list without God. And so God told me, he said, Michael, you need a vision. You need to allow me to give you a vision for this year. And I want to take you to one of my favorite passages of scripture. And we're going to read it out of the message version because the pace has changed. Look at Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, who's doing it? God. Who's doing it? God. If they can't see what God is doing. They stumble all over themselves. A lot of people fail this year because they didn't see what God was trying to do. Okay. And it says, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I just want to give you three little just like sub points so you can know how we're going and why vision is such a big deal coming into 2019. Personal vision, church vision, vision for your family. It's a big deal because God wants you to see what he's doing. So the first thing you got to do is see what God's doing. What is God doing? What is he blessing? What is he telling me to stop? What is he telling me to start? Like, what is God doing? And the second thing you have to do is that you have to take part in what God is doing. See, a lot of people see what God's doing, but they're waiting for something to actually take part in it. And so this is the season where we come off the sidelines, not just wearing the jersey, but get some sweat on us from being in the game. Get uncomfortable because we're actually playing. I hate people who are on the sidelines acting like they, they, they know how to play. Have you ever seen those people who like oh, overweight and was like, just dunk it. Dunk the ball. You only dunking donuts. You, you, you're not in the game. And it's very easy to speak about something when you don't have to be about something. And what I'm saying today is maybe this is the year where we don't judge other people's process, but we're so intentional on what God's called us to do. That we take part in what God is doing. And the third thing is, this is the result of it. You will be most blessed. And I believe this is what God wants for all of us, but we got to see what he's doing and take part in it. So I said, okay, God, how do we do this? Well, practically in my life in January, um, God told us to stride, which is to walk in long, decisive steps in an intended direction. And um, last year, most of you guys did not know who I was. I could walk into a room. There wouldn't be standing room only. There'd be only a few people standing. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like this, but we were being faithful in a season where nobody had seen us and doing what God told us to do. This exact month last year, Pastor Tim, who is the oversight, a lot of people don't know like, like that Pastor Tim has been intricate in, in our whole church's foundation. And he's actually right now the apostolic oversight over our church. So like if I'm tripping, he calls and comes to my house and is like, take your wife on a date, fool. Like that's, that's what he does right now. 
And, and so we were sitting in a meeting planning 2018. I cannot make this stuff up. And God said, hey, the pace is too fast. You need, you need to change the pace. And this is after three years of me pastoring, and we just had the best year ever. 400 people joined the church. The budget went up $400,000. I was like, we just getting started. <laughs> we about to take this thing. We're going to knock the wheels off of it. He stands up in the meeting and he said, this pace is not sustainable. And I was like, what are you talking about? Who invited you? Why are you, why are you here? And, 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 and for the rest of the day, we spent talking about the pace of grace. That there is a pace that God will pay for and then there's a pace you'll pay for. And if you stay in the pace of grace, he'll pay for it. But everything you do outside of him, you got to pay for it. And so he began to talk to me and we, we came to the resolution that Jesus fulfilled every messianic prophecy ever spoken about him. He did it in three years and you never hear about him running to his next appointment. And in haste, the disciples dipped so they could see a miracle. You never hear about that. And, 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 and he said he was able to do everything God called him to do, walking at the pace of grace. And so right there in that moment, I said, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, you want me to change the pace? Everybody say the pace has changed. You want me to change the pace even though it looks like what we're doing is successful? Isn't it hard to obey God when what you're doing is working? Like some of y'all like, this is my best year. And then God said, this is time for you to cut off those relationships. Hold on, God. They've been my bestie. <laughs> Since we're, he's saying the pace has changed. And, and, and at that moment, the next day, we canceled our entire Christmas production. And, and I, I don't know if you know, but for churches, that's like the Super Bowl of getting people saved because the, they only come twice a year, Christmas and Easter. And so, and God said, I need you to know that the pace has changed. We backed off of a couple of events and did none of that stuff. And then literally it was like the Holy Spirit said, I, I just wanted to see if you would obey me. Because what I'm about to do, I want you to know the only qualification you have for this is you obeyed me when I changed the pace. Literally, I'm twiddling my thumbs and I got to share this because some of you need to know I'm not up here talking something that's just a good sermon. I'm living this right now. OK, so so, so literally on the 22nd. Of December 22nd or 23rd, a girl that I don't know who, who doesn't go to our church posted a 10 minute clip of me doing a series on relationships on Twitter. And I didn't even have a Twitter. This is God just clowning. And it went viral, and 2 million people watched it in 48 hours. And and, and from that moment, they started going back and seeing everything we had posted, where we only had 1,800 YouTube subscribers, that in one month, it went to 180,000 people. And God, I was like, what are you doing? And every time I prayed, I just heard laughing, like, <laughs> you thought your way was better? But when you obey the pace that I set, I'll change everything. And I didn't even have to do anything but obey. Everybody say obey. And so what ended up happening, I'm telling you that most of you wouldn't know me and, and be, if, if it had not been in a moment of obedience that nobody saw. When God changed the pace, not in front of everybody, but behind closed doors, 
and that allowed the world to open up. And I can't even go into all the things. All I'm telling you is what I'm about to preach to you, what I'm preaching to you already. This is the thing that most people don't understand is that when God sets the pace, it's because he knows what's up ahead. And when you set the pace, it's because you're so excited or impatient with what you have right now. And many people negate the place that they're in trying to get to the place that they think they want to be. But you don't know. And God knows. And so that's why the scripture says your ways ain't like mine. Your thoughts, <laughs> they're cute. But they're not like my thoughts. And today I want you to know that the pace has changed. So I had to get Bible for this because I know a lot of y'all just be like, that's cute. That's inspiring. But pastor, what does that have to do? I want you to go to Joshua chapter six. I want you to go to Joshua chapter six. And anybody ever heard the story of the Jericho walls coming down? Okay. I want you to hear it from a different perspective, a pace perspective, because God started revealing this thing in me and it changed me and it's changed my whole year. And I hope that today you can hear prophetically for your family, for your ministry, for your career, for what God has called you to do, that the pace has changed. Now we know in this story that at the end, the walls are going to come tumbling down. And I mean, we even sang a song about it today. Like, like, but I want you to see why the walls came down and I want you to see the importance of having a vision and doing it the pace that God has set. Look at Joshua chapter six, verse one. It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut up because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, let me pause right there and just let you know that the vision that God's going to give you in the next season, he's not going to give it to a committee of people. The Lord gave the vision to Joshua. And so many of you stopped because God didn't give the cosign from your friends. And from the people like, didn't, didn't God say that to y'all too? No. <laughs> he, he said it. To a, God never gives vision to a group of people. He always gives it to a person. And I just needed to free somebody because you have been stuck and paralyzed because you want everybody to see what you see. And God didn't want everybody to see what you see. God gave it to you so that you could be able to be the incubator of what God wanted to do. And I know the problem is most of y'all are seeing with sight right now. You're seeing with what? You see in the natural. But God said vision is what you see when your eyes are closed. Like even when I see embassy as we're standing at the precipice of the first day that we're doing three service at here. There will come a day where this building won't be big enough for what God is going to do. I have to see that with my eyes closed. And that's what vision is. And Joshua, God is giving Joshua, everybody say a vision. A vision. And look what, it, look what the vision he gave Joshua. This is so dope. He said as he's looking at the thing that is shut up and no way in, he said, I have given you Jericho. It's king and all of its strong warriors. Hold on, what? I'm looking at something that is denying me and you're telling me it's mine. I'm looking at something that has no access for me. No way for me to get in. And the vision God just gave was I'm giving you it. I'm giving you the people who are leading it. And I'm giving you every strong person that's a part of it. I need you to see my first point. Write this down. The vision is always for victory. 
God never gives a vision that he's trying to toy with you to see if it'll come to pass. The reason he gave you the vision is because he wanted it to come to pass. The reason he showed you that book is because he wants it to come out and he wants people to be blessed by it. The reason that he showed you even in the face of your marriage being destructive right now and you close your eyes and you see a vision of you and your husband counseling other married people and when you open your eyes you want to cuss him out. He said it's because the vision is to give you faith for what I want to do. And so many of us are so concerned about what it looks like right now, but we need to tap into the vision that God shows. Joshua is looking at something that has no access. And God said, that's yours. Where is the place that has had no access for you? That God is giving you a vision. That's where you'll be. (laughs) That's how I'm going to do it. And this is the beautiful thing. When you understand vision, it's that God is giving you vision right now for where you will be, but if you don't stay still long enough for him to give you the vision, you'll never see properly. And most of us will not give God the time to give us his vision. So Joshua right now is getting a vision. Point number two, I want you to write this down. Vision determines pace. So now God says, I'm about to give you this whole city. And those Jericho walls are going to come down. I'm going to give you the leaders. He said, but now, since I've given you a vision, I need to give you the plan. And see, this is the problem. Most of us get a vision, and then we don't stay in God's presence long enough to get the plan. So what we do is we get the vision. I'm going to be married. I'm going to be married this year, tomorrow, today. (laughs) Bing bong, the Amazon man comes up. Oh, my God, look at you. Are you my husband? You just was delivered. Like, what? And what ends up happening, let's be honest, we get a vision from God, but make our own plan. Okay, can we be honest? Let's be hot. How many of us have ever made a plan and then asked God to co-sign it? Come on, you made the plan. You know you made it. And what God is saying is you need to get the vision, but then you need to listen for the plan. Look, Look how this happens in Joshua. So he gets the vision. I've given you Jericho. It's king and all his strong warriors. Verse three, you and your fighting men should march around the town. Here's the pace. Once a day for six days. Cool. I got it. Okay. Once a day for six days, I'm going to obey God. And this is what most of us do. We get partial instructions and we go to run off and do what God told us to do. And this is what Joshua could have done, but he was wise like you're going to be wise that even in this first part of the year, you're not just going to give God a few moments to to give you a life vision. You're going to spend time daily listening and hearing what he wants to say. You might even push back your plate and you might even cut off social media. You might fast. You might pray because you want to hear the full plan so that you can move in wisdom. And that's what Joshua does because he could have done what many of us do. Hear a partial word for God and then go tell everybody else. This is what God said. And it would have been what God said. But it just wasn't a complete sentence. And so he stays in the presence and he listens for full instructions. Look at verse three. He, at verse four, it says, seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. I want to give you a visual because this is what most happen. God sets a pace one time a day for six days. All right. First day. 
All right, I'm going to obey you, God. That felt pointless. I have so much more in me. They don't see my potential. Why am I working this job where they don't even value who I am? God, I don't, I don't think this is you. You better follow the pace that I set. See, because they could have they gone three times the first day. But God gave instructions once a day for six days. All right, next day. Ooh. Did it, Lord. Anything else? Like nothing? Don't, don't try to make connections? Don't network? Stay in this room and pray? Keep serving in the children? Oh. Third day. Now, God, you defeated death, hell, and the grave in three days. You got to give me more. Resurrect something, Lord. This is, and, and, and this is what happens is many of us get discontent with the pace that God set because we feel like there's so much more we could be doing. But what you don't know is God's using this season to condition you for what he's asking for you in a different season. And while you're mad at this, you're missing what God's going to do. Or what ends up happening is now you get so used to just going at this pace that when God calls it to change, you get frustrated. Four flat. Okay, I just do. I do. Once a day for six days, fifth lap. And then God says, hey, um, on this next one, I'm going to change it. Ah, no, 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 no. I do one lap a day, every day. And that's when God says, start serving in that area. No, nope. <laughs> I only pray. And see, so many of us get so complacent for what God called us to do in one season, that when he calls the pace to change, we're so um, vehemently against the discomfort of a new season that we stop and tell God, all I can do is what all I've been doing in the past. And, and, and this is the problem the children of Israel had is that they had to obey God, but they still had to be attentive to hear when the pace changed. And many of us don't come back to listen for new instructions because we've just been doing the same thing so long. And then God says, all right, it's time to change. And we're like, uh-uh, this is not my cup of tea. All I do is what you told me to do. And God said, yeah, I know you're quiet, but this year I want you to start a Bible study. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't really speak that loud. He said, Moses had a stuttering problem. But I, I changed his pace and I went took him from being hiding in the desert to going to talk to, to the government officials. I changed the pace. Yes. What, what are you saying, Pastor Mike? That I believe in this 2019 that God is coming to some of you right now. And he says, what you've been doing in the last season has been amazing. But for the victory that I want you to see, you got to hear the direction that I'm saying because the pace is changing. It may be faster for some of you. It may be slower for some of you. But all I'm saying to you today is the pace has changed. And let me help you understand something that I almost missed in this. And I want you to write it down. Then I'll explain it. Vision should be led by praise and his presence. 
The vision that God places in your heart when he sets the pace, it should be led by praise and praise. In verse four, it tells us that he said, send out priests that carry the Ark of the Covenant. And I know that sounds deep and spiritual for a lot of you, but all that means is back in that day, it was the place where the presence of God dwelt. And so it was like, take the presence and put it in front of you. And then take people who blow the ram's horns, which is the equivalent of trumpet, which is a declaration of praise and, and God's word. He said, put the praise in my presence out in front of you. So every day you get up to do the same mundane thing that you've done for the last five days. Don't do it without my presence and without praise. See, a lot of us do it complaining. How, why am I still working at this stupid job with this dumb leader? I could take his place every day. And I want you to be careful because complaining what is what turned the children of Israel's 11-day journey into a 40-year death. Two people out of two million made it into the promised land because when they were doing the last thing God told them, they were complaining the whole time. Some of y'all, 2019, your word should be shut up. <laughs> like, 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 even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's less than what I thought, even if they don't recognize me, God, this is the pace you said I'm going to keep serving in that children ministry and I'm going to keep doing it. I know there's a book inside of me. I know there's television inside of me. I know there's government changing, but I'm going to keep doing what you call me to do. At the pace you've called me to do it. And if you take your praise and your presence in front of you, I want you to see something fabulous that happens. See, because I believe Joshua learned this from, from his predecessor, Moses, in Exodus 33, who once said, if your presence does not go with us, I'm not going. And some of you need to make a decision right now as the pace is changing in your life. I'm not starting that relationship without your presence, God. I'm not starting that business without your presence, God. I will not rely on my plan without your presence. And this is the thing, because some of you, even the way you were clapping, like, oh, that's great. <laughs> you really think your plan is better than God's. And this is the problem. Your plan without his presence is a problem. Yeah. That's when we come to the altar asking God to fix is the plans we made without his presence. Some of y'all have children named Demangelo. <laughs> Maybe not Demangelo, but you have a child because you made plans for a relationship that God said, yeah, I, I was going to give you that relationship, but it was three years from now. And, and, and you changed the pace. See, this is the thing you got to realize. When we're doing the mundane thing, it's conditioning for what God's about to ask you to do. You missed it. See, the reason that he asked them to go around for six days, one time a day, is because they weren't ready for the change of pace on day one. On the seventh day, he was going to ask them to do seven times what he was asking them to do on the first day. And this is the thing, you're frustrated about the season you're in right now, but it's conditioning you for what God is bringing you to. 
And this is the problem with many of us. We, I keep using relationship because somebody was about to make a dumb mistake and you was about to get in a relationship with a fool and you was about to do something. But I keep, I keep doing this because I just feel it. It's pulling on me. Somebody's pulling on me right now. But, but my, my man, God told you we're going to be a mayor. You was going to get your Proverbs 31 woman. And God said, I want you to be consistent in working out this year. Why? She don't need me to have no abs. No, no, no. That's not the problem. God's trying to condition you for faithfulness. To give a word and keep a word. And, and he's conditioning you in this season for what he's going to ask you to do. God is calling you to do things that don't make sense with what the end is going to be. But he's saying, will you obey me at the pace that I've set so that you will be ready when I ask you to do what's really going to change the situation? And there are too many of us that have negated the season we're in because we don't like what God has asked. I know. I already know. I, I, I hear it every day, but the children of Israel had the sense enough to obey God even when the pace didn't like. How is walking, Tim, around a wall going to bring the wall down? I want you to think about this practically. This is not a metaphoric wall coming down. This is a real wall <laughs> coming down as people walk around it. That's how much sense your next season's going to make. No, I need you to hear me. Pastor Tim, y'all started three services today. And some people that embassy are like, why we start three services? The other two wasn't fully full. Like, what? what? It don't have to make sense to you. What, what God's doing is asking a servant to be faithful and and, and walk around. And all I'm saying to you is what has God called you to do that will not make sense to everybody else, but is your six laps around the wall. This year, you got to figure out what your six laps are. The thing that you're going to do, no matter if anybody agrees with you or not, because God said it, I'm going to do it. Some of you. You're going to tithe for the first time this year. And it's not going to make sense financially, but you're going to be like every month. Before I go to JCPenney's, Neiman Marcus, and Forever 21 online. Some of y'all just came to your house. Before I go buy the new release, I'm going to honor. And God's saying, I'm watching what you do in the six laps at the pace because on the seventh lap, I need you to be conditioned for what I'm calling you to. Some of y'all right now, if God did what he promised you, you wouldn't even be conditioned for it. Your attitude is not right to go into rooms with CEOs. You won't even be on time. By the time you get there, the meeting would be over. And that's why God said this year, walk your lap. Be on time to every, be early. 
for everything I've told. What does this have to do with me putting out that movie? He said, I'm conditioning you for the season that I'm taking you to. There's a miracle in the making, but it comes in the lapse that nobody sees. That's why David, when he was in the wilderness, he killed the lion. That was when nobody was seeing him. He killed the bear when nobody was, he was taking his lap. So that when Goliath came, he was able to say, oh, this is easy. I was conditioned for this thing to happen. Somebody give God some praise in this building. Okay, I got to close it. All I'm asking you to do is figure out what the pace that God's setting for you. Because the pace has changed. Everybody say the pace has changed. Yeah, I know it's going to bother you all week. Because you're comfortable right now. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. You, you do what, like, that's why when God tells you to pull up to the gas station and go pray for that person. Oh, y'all know I do it too. We give every excuse of why. What if they're uncomfortable? God's trying to change your pace. He's trying to move you. And these people now on this seventh day are now conditioned to do what God's called them to do. Look at verse five. It says, when you hear the priest give a long blast of the ram's horn, have all the people, everybody say shout. Shout. What what I want to give you is my last point. A change of pace can change the place. Like, Like when you obey God, and you change the pace and you do what he said. I just think about the people who, who were mad at the one time a day. When God said, all right, you finished laps day six. Y'all go to sleep because tomorrow we got a big day ahead of us. What are we doing, Josh? We're going seven times. Hold up. No. <laughs> um, that, that's not what I do. And he said, but this is what God said. So they start off one. (laughs) I know I know I could do that. That's easy. (laughs) Been doing that for six days. (laughs) Two. I wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Just obeying God, just being faithful. (sighs) Three. (laughs) Because sometimes in a season where we complained about how little we were doing, When God calls for more, we start complaining about how much it takes. Oh, let's 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 be honest. You you were infertile and then you prayed for kids. And now you want to get a kid's back. No, no, no. you, you, You didn't have a job and now you're a business owner. And on the third lap, you're complaining about what God and God said, see, that's, that's why the season where nobody sees you, it's, it's conditioning for what I'm going to ask you to do. And so they say, we got to keep going. We got to get our faith. We got to go. That's four. And some of y'all, this is what you've looked like all year. And you, you are about to give up. But God said, no, 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 no. You're almost there. That's five. And you go around and you're like, I cannot take it anymore. And God says it's six. And that's where you're like, hold on. This is, we're done, huh? No, one more. I'm going to obey God fully through the entire instruction. And I get to seven. And I look at the wall. Why didn't it fall? 
why didn't why wasn't the marriage put back together? Why didn't why didn't all the money? <laughs> I'm still broke. <laughs> it's because I don't want you to miss this point. Is that it wasn't in just the obedience of them walking around seven times and changing the pace. There was a missing ingredient that I believe everybody needs to get as they walk into 2017. I mean 2000, what year is it? 19. <laughs> everybody say this word with me, unity. unity. See, see, it wasn't until there was a unified shout that the walls came down. You don't believe me? Look at it. Verse five, it says, when you hear the priest give a long blast of the rain's horn, have all the people do what? Shout as loud as they can, then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Last point, what is unified brings down what is fortified. Some of y'all have been walking alone trying to do God's will for your life. And God says, this is the season of accountability. This is the season of covering. If you don't have a church home, you need to get somewhere. If you don't have a small group, you need to link up. And I know some of y'all like, no, 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 I don't do that. I just do my own thing. And me and God, he know my heart. Yes. And that's why you have not won yet. You, you need, you, Jesus could have walked alone. And he decided to keep 12 guys around him to keep him accountable. And he knew one of them was the devil. But that may mean accountability is more important than your uncomfortability. And it was not until they shouted that what was fortified came down because they were unified. All I came to tell you today is that the pace has changed. I prophetically speak into this church. As we stand, I, I didn't know that this was going to be the first day of three services, but the pace has changed. And so I want to charge you that if you're complaining right now of why we went to three services and you're not serving in the church and God tells you to come to one and serve in one. And you're like, I ain't doing that. I ain't missing the game and I ain't doing that. No, no. You better get in unity because what is unified brings down what is fortified you've been trying to get things to happen and it hasn't worked husbands and wife your marriage hasn't been y'all better get unified you better say the same thing and speak to the same my college students y'all like, well, i'm just a broke college student you better stop saying that life and death is in the power of the tongue you better link up with a couple other people that start confessing by the time i get out of this thing it's gonna be paid for i don't know how but i'm linking oh i, I feel the presence of god you better get in unity somebody shout unity because when you're in unity what is unified brings down what is fortified i'm telling you that 2019 is going to be the year of walls crumbling if you would find the pace of grace all I can say to you is I've lived this this is not a this is not an ethereal concept for me we started by changing the pace when God said slow down and we slowed down and we made a goal Tim has the picture we said in 2018 we want to see a hundred people join our church when we made that decision by January 31st, 99 people had joined the church. 
We have went from 500 people in our church this time last year to almost 3,000 in 10 months. Don't celebrate the number. Celebrate the obedience of people understanding when the pace changed. Because remember, January, he said, slow down. But then in July, he spoke to me again. He said, the pace has changed. You're doing three services. Beginning year, we went from one service. And then God said, go to five. I said, the devil is a liar. I hear you. I cast you out, you foul spirit. But, but God said, he said, it's not going to make sense to everybody right now. He said, but I want you to go to five services because I want to do something in this church. And I stood up there flat footed when we didn't have three services fully filled. And I said, God said, we're supposed to go to five services. I have some of my church members sitting right here on the front row. They drove up from, um, from Tulsa because they know we're a part of a move of God. I said, we're going to five services. The same way Pastor Tim said, we're going to three services. And God said, I just needed somebody to follow the pace that I'm setting. When we went to those five services, y'all, the biggest testimony we got, we started a 4 p.m. service and a 6 p.m. service. The biggest testimony we got is that I've been working for a decade to provide for my family. And this is the first time I've been able to come to church in the past 10 years, past five years. People coming in their Olive Garden um, um, apron because their soul was thirsty for something. This is what I want you to see. The reason why God has to change the pace is not so you get the glory. Look at it right here in Joshua 6, 16. It says the seventh time around when the priests surrounded trumpets blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout for the Lord has given you the sin. The reason why God needs you to obey the pace that he's setting is because he wants to bless you because he needs to raise you up and he needs to still have your heart because there are people in this city that need to find out about him, but they won't listen to you broke. So you need to hear the pace change. Obey God. There are people that need to work in the educational system and you're saying, God, I don't make enough. He said, I'm the supplier of all your needs. I need you to hear what I'm saying. Don't move yet. Your assignment is right here. I need you to hear. And I could go from situation to situation, but he's saying the pace has changed and I need you to hear me because I want the city. I don't want you just to be blessed. I want the people who follow you on Facebook to find their daddy. I want the people you pass by in the gym every day to find their father. I want the business people you're paying right now to see how you do business and how you character is above reproach and ask you, what must I do? See, the reason we got to listen to the pace being changed and the walls have to come down is because God wants the city. And I speak to you, Pastor Tim, and everybody that's a part of this church and everybody that will receive. 2019 is the year that walls have to come down because God wants the city. He wants every person that you come in contact with to be able to know that there's a father in heaven that loves them. But that means you can't follow your plan anymore. You have to follow the plan that God sets and you have to follow the pace that God sets. I feel the presence of God in this place right now. There are some people that that things you posted on Facebook are now irrelevant. This is my year of just delete it. Just silently at midnight, just when everybody sleeps. Just 
snatch it down. Because we sang before, see, this is where your faith has to be. Your promise still stands. Like while I'm going around and it doesn't make sense, like your promise. Remember the vision is for victory. And you got to remind yourself, great is God's faithfulness. Even when it looks like the mundane, you're getting conditioned right now. You're not going to be single all your life. God's conditioning you right now. You're not going to be in this position all your life. God's conditioning you right now. But will you slow down and get the direction from him? I just feel that just one, one time, can you sing this? Your promise still stands. Just sing, your promise still greatest. I feel the presence of God. Right now in the midst of the wilderness, I'm still. This, you got to be confident. What? You've never, just sing that woman. Said your promise still stands. Hey. Great is your faithfulness. I'm on lack four and it doesn't make sense, but God, I know that I'm still in your head. This is my confidence. I just feel it one more time. Somebody should just lift your hands and just say, your promise still stands. I feel the presence. Said great is. It doesn't make sense right now. But why are you changing the pace right now? But I'm still in your hands. This is my only confidence I have. You've never failed me yet. If you're in this room, it, it's, it's hard to change the pace when God's not in this place. So, so I just feel like if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is that day. Why are you saying that, Pastor Mike? Because it's the thing that took me from being addicted to pornography, lost a manipulator, and it didn't make me a perfect man. It made me a progressing man. And what God is trying to do is take you on the same journey. If you would just close your eyes and bow your head right now, we're going to have a time of prayer in just a Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.